Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and we will get into the Joe Rose Show talking with super agent Drew Rosenhaus and how the lack thereof a college football season or possibility of a lack thereof college football season could affect the pro football season and future pro football events. Also, the Dan Levitard Show talking to funny man Rob Schneider. I thought Rob Schneider was going to be kind of, uh, but no, very entertaining. So you don't want to miss that. Also, Hawk and Crowder diving in to there being no football, at least for some conferences. Right now, let's get into the headlines. The Heat beat the Pacers 114-92 yesterday. Jimmy Butler had 19, while TJ Warren had 12. Miami plays Oklahoma City tomorrow at 8. The MLB is considering holding its playoffs in a bubble due to coronavirus. The first place 7-3 Marlins play in Toronto tonight around 6.30. The New York Rangers won the NHL lottery last night and will pick first in the draft while the Panthers will select 12th overall. The MLS is back final is tonight at 8.30 and will feature Portland versus Orlando City. Inter-Miami will resume their season August 22nd against Orlando. The Big Ten and Pac-12 have canceled their football seasons. They may play in the spring. FBS Independent UMass has suspended football this season. The school may resume play in the spring. With rumors swirling that this college football season will be canceled, the Canes continue to practice and many of the players have taken to social media saying they do want to play this season. Now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a Michigan woman celebrated her 103rd birthday by leaving the nursing home and getting her first tattoo. Ah, <sighs> my hot mess of the day. After five days on the run, an escaped emu was captured in England. What is the deal with all these escaped emus lately? Huh? I guess COVID has the birds going extra crazy. A video has gone viral of a mama bear fighting a pack of wolves in Yellowstone National Park. Man. This is the coolest thing since bum fights. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the low 80s. This morning, uh, the Joe Rose Show, they did not know the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were going to cancel their football season, at least for the fall, today. So what they did is they got on the line with super agent Drew Rosenhaus to talk about college football craziness 
and the opt-outs, what it could mean for the pros. Also, what the draft will look like now that there's all this shifting. Plus, Drew tells us about his clients and Corona. Drew, thanks for the time. Hope it's all as well with you and the family, my man. Thank you. Same to you guys. Uh, obviously, it seems like every time we talk, there's some something wild going on. What a what a year it's been in sports. You know, yesterday was such a, a tumultuous day in our profession. We we had seen these reports that initially college football was going to be canceled for the fall, and then then it was dialed back and said it was the Pac-12 and the Big Ten that weren't going to play. And now it seems like uh, everything's back on the table and, and waiting to see what's going to happen in college football. Drew, uh, that was one of the things. There's so, so many things to talk about with the craziness of college football. Do you believe if, if for some reason most of these conferences decide to play uh, the first of next year that we're going to have a lot of opt-outs? for the top players, the guys that know they've got a good chance to go in the first or second round? I, I do, guys. Uh, now, we we have signed two clients that opted out in, in Gregory Russo, who everyone is familiar with, here in Miami, who we think is going to be one of the first defensive players drafted. And I think it's a similar prospect to the defensive players we've had each of the last two years in Derek Brown and, and Devin Bush, who are both top ten picks. And then we also signed Caleb Farley, another player from the UCC that Miami fans would be familiar with from Virginia Tech, who we believe is going to be one of the first defensive backs drafted, if not the first. And and they opted out for health reasons. Uh, Caleb lost his mother tragically in 2018 to a long illness and just was you know, really traumatized by that and didn't want to go through, God forbid, with another loved one. And uh, in Greg Gregory's uh, situation, his mother is a nurse in a hospital here in South Florida and on the front lines just to see how horrendous this disease can be and he didn't want her in, in, uh, in danger anymore. So I think that each player has individual reasons for doing it. And if they postpone the season to the spring, I, I'm just not sure how it's going to work. Joe, you played in the NFL for so many years and you gave your body probably, you know, six months rest in between seasons. Right. Uh, right. And, and how do you do it? If, if you play a college season and you're a pro prospect, I don't even know how they do that in college. So I'm still trying to figure that out. How does it work with the draft if you have a spring season? And does that mean you miss the senior bowl, the combine, pro days, workouts, visits to teams, interviews? And the draft itself. What what if you're what if you're in the you know, you're still playing a season and they have the draft, does the team draft you, not knowing whether or not you could get injured during an upcoming game? I mean there's it, there would be so much uncertainty if they postponed it to the spring. I would have to think that many of the top guys would come out because I just don't see how it would work from a timing standpoint and everything else. Even if the NFL were to move the draft to, let's say, June, there's just not enough time. Do you really believe the draft will work around college fo- The NFL will work around college football? You, you really think that would happen? Uh, no, I, I really don't, Joe. I, I, uh, I mean, me realistically, I, I think the NFL will keep their schedule the way it is. And I mean, as it's looking right now, everything's on the table. It doesn't seem like, you know, the ACC or the SEC have any interest in postponing. Uh, it may be that the conferences just decide to let it uh, let it be up to the individual schools, like we've seen Connecticut and Old Dominion um, and some of the other 
some of the other individual schools, James Madison, go outside of their conference and just decide not to play. Obviously, the MAC and the Football West and the Colonial and the Patriot conferences, they cancel. But we may just see the Big Ten, and I don't think they want to lose Nebraska or Ohio State and some of these other teams that have Michigan that have come out and said, hey, we're playing. And they seem determined to play. So I think those are really critical things for these conferences. And maybe the best thing for them to do is just let each individual university decide. Now, who they're going to play and when they're going to play, that's a different matter. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll just see it's it's a fluid situation today. Yeah, I just think it's weird because we saw this in college baseball a couple years back where a guy got drafted literally like the day of his game. Like he was in the College World Series and he got drafted. We kind of saw that live. I can't even imagine a guy getting prepared for Saturday's, you know, college football game or a bowl game coming up. And the draft is literally going on while this is happening and a guy gets drafted what happens then like i don't think the nfl like you said and joe said is going to change their ways for college football but it is interesting to see what is going to happen with a lot of these top players even a couple months ago we had the you know discussion of what about a trevor lawrence like he would have to be the, the the one guy right to come out and literally say he wasn't playing for everyone to start opting out but it's not like that it looks like just any player out there that either has a concern or thinks he might be a top pick will opt out if they push off their how is this going to affect not just the college football season, but how would it affect the NFL draft? A lot of these guys, like a couple of the guys you have, just don't have tape for their last year going into the draft. Right. So the guys that have opted out for the most part are very highly rated guys. We've talked about Greg and Caleb. Everybody knows Micah Parsons is one of the top players in the draft. And Rashad Bateman's a top receiver. Jalen Twyman's a top defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. And uh, Rondale Moore is one of the best players in college football, the wide receiver from Purdue. So all those guys are going to be high picks. But if they postpone the season of the spring, I think many of the just the guys that want to get drafted will have no choice but to come out. So I think there's a lot of hesitation to postpone because teams will lose a lot of players. I think if they don't postpone the season, there's still going to be quite a few guys that still come out for the reasons that Greg, Caleb, and these other players have cited. Yesterday, there was an article that I saw on ESPN about a heart condition that's been associated with athletes who have gotten the coronavirus. Uh, we actually had a client who is dealing, had the coronavirus and is dealing with a heart issue, and I won't mention his name for confidentiality, but, but this is very real, and I think even if the colleges proceed with the fall, we're still going to see a pretty good number of guys that decide to opt out before the season starts. Drew, I want to ask you about the NFL and how camps, what are you hearing from all your players about camp so far? Guys feel safe. They feel like we got a chance to get a majority of these games in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so we had four clients that opted out, two Miami Dolphin players and Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns. We had Marcus Gilbert and Rashawn Melvin opt out. And the other guys that stayed, you know, they feel very confident. We've had a number of guys on the Dolphins that have been on the COVID list, including Eric Flowers, Jerome Baker, and Devon Godchow. And our clients throughout the league are optimistic about this season. We represent close to 100 active clients that are on rosters right now and and to a man I've gotten good feedback from them in terms of the testing the social distancing the protocols that are in place 
Uh, I think the NFL has done a sensational job. There's something like less than 4% of all players in the NFL have tested positive. There haven't been many positive tests over the last couple of days. Now that the teams are going to pads, I think it'll be very interesting to see if there's a spike. I think it'll be interesting to see if there's a spike when they break training camp and guys have more time away from the team and have to, you know, make good decisions in terms of what they're doing when they're not in camp because we all know that's a different lifestyle. But it's going to be a day-to-day challenge, a week-to-week challenge. But I really believe the NFL is well-prepared for the challenges. Something like 75,000 tests have taken place in the NFL so far. So far, it's been better than we could have possibly imagined. And I'm confident there's going to be a full 17-week NFL schedule with the playoffs and Super Bowl right now. Hey, Drew, I was just curious from a, from an agent standpoint, how, how do you find out if a guy's going to opt out? Do, does word, do they call you? I mean, how would you know? Obviously, you know who the top players are. That That's your job to know well, that, but how do you keep up on it? We're recruiting these guys. I mean, you know, obviously we knew going into the season that Greg and Caleb were going to be first-round picks, whether they opted out or not. So they're guys that we had an interest in and that we've, uh, we've been speaking to, and we're doing that with a lot of the top players around the country. So there's already a built-in line of communication. Uh, right. uh, you know, re- recruiting doesn't – it's a myth if people think that we just start recruiting these guys after the season. Obviously, uh, that doesn't work for anybody. They're, it's very competitive to sign these guys. You've got to talk to them, talk to their families. So we're in communication with the players that going into the season we think are the best players, and therefore we'll know whether or not they're going to opt out. Drew, did you have conversations? I know you got 100 plus clients. Did you have conversations with all your clients that are actively in the NFL now about before the opt out date uh, for the NFL about them staying in or playing or opting out? Did you speak or, or your guys speak with every single client? Because it's just fascinating to me how they made all these decisions were made in, in, in a short amount of time, to be honest. Yes, I, I communicated with every single client. Uh, we were required to do this by the NFL Players Association. There was a period of many weeks where guys, uh, you know, had the ability to opt out. We talked at length with our clients and communicated with them as it relates to coronavirus, what what to expect, uh, what, what the season would be like, what the options were, how it affected their salaries, how it affected their future, how it affected their retirement benefits, how it affected their next contract, how would it affect their roster spot? I mean, we we went through the gambit. This was a decision that uh, was not taken lightly by any of our clients and our guys who decided to opt out put a lot of soul searching into it as did our guys who decided to play, you know, and I think there were something like 60, you know, in the upper 60s of guys that opted out, 67 or 69 for different numbers. But at the end of the day, out of more than, uh, whether I think it's 2,700 players that are on rosters right now, that's a pretty small number. And you can see in college football, it's a minuscule number of guys that have opted out. What, five or six guys so far out of all the college players, you can see that uh, that guys want to play in the face of this pandemic. Drew, before we let you go, do you think college football is going to play this year? I do, Joe. I do. I, I, I can't guarantee that 
it's going to last for an entire season. They, they don't have the resources that the NFL has and the 75,000 tests that I alluded to. And, you know, the NFL's got, you know, billion-dollar franchises and, and it's 32 teams that are working on the same page and have the same protocol, the That's same leadership. Yeah. And, you know, you got a union and they're involved and they've negotiated for months and months on a, on a plan. You just don't have that in college football. It's disorganized, you know, it seems like programs like the University of Miami are doing a great job and the University of Michigan, among others. But I can't say that about every program that I've recruited guys or talked to guys in. So I think I think it's just going to be, you know, a week to week deal in college football. But my instinct tells me that we're going to give it a go. You're telling me money talks first. I like that. <laughs> Drew, thank you, buddy. Really appreciate you coming on this morning, man. Thank Thanks, you. Drew. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Take care. How big? A difference 12 hours makes. Maybe Drew right now would be saying, um, maybe college football won't be happening. I know it won't be happening in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 this coming fall. Drew Rosenhaus, though, super agent, super great guy. Joe Rose and the guys, always great in the morning, 6 to 10 weekdays right here on 560 The Joe. Someone else who was great earlier today kind of caught me off guard because I thought he was going to be kind of blah. Rob Schneider with Dan Lebitard. Spade, hey, buddy. Let me tell you about David Spade, buddy. I don't care if you were like, <laughs> if you hate buddy, if you were like in the Middle Ages and he dropped you off, you know, he would, he'd be funny in any era. It's not David Spade, it's Rob Schneider, and he's with Dan Levitard and the guys in about five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and happy birthday to the only surviving member of the Ramones, Richie Ramone. He's the drummer, he's 63, and here's how some Ramones go. Some people say Sex Pistols, Creative Punk Rock. Some people say the Ramones. I'm partial to the Ramones, but then again, I'm American. People from Great Britain will say the Sex Pistols because they're from Great Britain. Doesn't matter. Both bands, absolutely awesome. Even to this day, sound fresh. So happy birthday to the drummer of the Ramones, Richie Ramone. Ah, refreshing right there. It was refreshing earlier today when the Dan Levitard show talked with former Saturday Night Live cast member, comedian, movie star, Rob Schneider. I thought Rob Schneider was going to be typical L.A., too cool for school, just kind of a uh, uh, little funny here, a little funny there. No, 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 no. He was very personable, very funny, high energy, interesting. What did Rob Schneider making copies? Talk to Dan Levitard, Stu Gatz, and the guys about, well, Netflix domination. Also, his stand-up life. He does a David Spade impression along with some other impressions, plus vacationing and movie making. 
So Rob Schneider has a new comedy special, Stugatz. Uh, nice. It is called Rob Schneider, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids, uh, about his heritage, his own heritage. Now, he's come up through Saturday Night Live and the Sandler movies is where you might know him from. I'm sure he's totally annoyed with the number of people who are just shouting at him, you can do it. What I'm excited about, though, is during this pandemic, there is so little in the way of new that anytime something new comes out, you get excited for it, you know? Well, he joined us now let's talk to him about first of all just stand up in general so how did this thing come to be rob thank you for being on with us well you know i was i was kind of hoping that i could uh, that netflix would give me a special and at the same time the whole world would be shut down and they'd be forced in their homes so they'd have to watch it and uh, i don't hope i didn't jinx the world but that just happens to be what happened okay. i had nothing to do with it dan trust me how but how did it like i didn't know that you were doing a great deal of stand-up. Like, how did it come to be that you became a stand-up? Well, I started out as a stand-up. Most people don't even know. That's why I wanted to do this special. I'm grateful to Netflix for giving me the opportunity, but I started out as a stand-up. I mean, literally, it was like David Spade, uh, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, and I were all stand-ups back in the, in the, in the mid-late 80s, and then by the time... Um, we had about 20, 20, good 25 minutes. We were on Saturday Night Live. So I never I never went back to it. And, and um, I always envied those guys, the amazing comedians like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, who had that incredible killer hour. But because there's no way to do it unless you're out, you know, in those clubs and hitting it for years to get good at it. So, you know, uh, I, I did a movie with the... Uh, bunch of guys and you know adam sandler and, and david and chris rock and then chris rock talked me into doing it again so i've been doing that for for the last few years and i finally um you know i said well i want people to see what i'm doing so from that um, from that group rob like who's the naturally funniest just standing around not sculpted stand-up act but the guy most likely to make everyone else lose it because everyone else says yeah he's the funny one. <laughs> Without question, David Spade. Without a question. I mean, Adam Sandler is hilariously funny, but he picks his spots. But just hanging out with him, for sure, David Spade. In the history of Saturday Night Live, he's the funniest guy to ever hang out with. Without question. Is, I mean, if you ask anybody on that show who's the funniest guy to, to hang with, and they'll, they'll all tell you David Spade. Do you do a David Spade? Because I was told... Hey, buddy. Now, David Spade, hey, buddy. Let me tell you about David Spade, buddy. I don't care if you were like... <laughs> if you, hey, buddy. If you were like in the Middle Ages and he dropped you off, you know, he would, he'd be funny in any era, you know, and, and he's... Uh, and uh, and Adam's brilliantly funny. He would come up with stuff to make you scream laughter. And then you know Chris Rock has this. Um, he will he'll he'll stew on some idea and then just break it down for you. And then it's um, blows you away with his intelligence and how brilliant he is and how he can just kind of show the absurdity of life and and uh, intimidating in a way because it's just you know man my mind just does not work that way. What is <laughs> you know? what what is the best story you have uh, for us? It's been reported that Sandler basically just goes on vacation with his buddies and you make movies you must have well, amazing that's the rumor that that's the i mean wouldn't you want to put that rumor out there about yourself yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yep. he worked his tail off you know you know the idea that like you know sony pictures or netflix you know gives you 80 million dollars or 50 million dollars to go to okay you guys i'm sure you'll figure something out now there's a real process that you got to go through scripts and whatever and and make sure you write a real good one and over and they get the notes and everything and then and then only after that do you take all your friends on vacation with you and do a movie. When you were doing it, the saddest place you ever did it. Comedy, stand-up I'm talking about. 
The what? What place? I'm sorry. The saddest place you uh, you ever did it. Why are you up. speaking like Yoda? I was um, just talking to little sound bites there. Just, you know, I mean, just you couldn't have said did it. it. What did it meant? Because it sounded like you were asking him the saddest place he's ever had sex. I, that's why I clarified. Um, that's why I clarified stand up. That's all. The answer is both. While I was having sex, the saddest place I ever performed. Um, <laughs> no, I, so, sometimes, you know, there would have to be, you know, sometimes I do some stuff, shows for the military, and right after uh, uh, 9-11, we all volunteered and flew over, and we were in Yugoslavia. Way to go, God. And, uh, well, the former Yugoslavia, and, um, uh, you know, the uh, it was tough because these, these kids were over there and, uh, you know, really away from from their family and they're really young and this one kid said to me you know you know i, I joined the army to uh to, to get a life and then I, re- I came over here and i realized i already had one and i can't wait to get back to it it is a tough room that's a tough room like i bob saget told yeah. us the story of like an alaska strip club where he came out and the woman before him was like had pythons with matches lit on her chest and he said that was sad but that's a tough room you war war areas that can't be easy yeah it's tough and then you know you realize how how young a lot of these people are and how they haven't really left home a lot and here they are they're overseas and they're really missing stuff so that's important important when you get over there to you know they really want to be close to american culture and something that reminds them of home and they're just basically looking for a laugh and, and a hug to be honest i was thinking like alabama like uh, that's that's kind of what i was talking rob, about uh, rob schneider asian <laughs> no, mama I've had, a, I've had a good time in alabama no come on now asian mama mexican kids if you want to check out the netflix uh special so i was not aware that you do impersonations so uh, like what are your finest impersonations what are the the ones that you're good at well i don't know i mean jay moore is the guy who broke the uh, christopher walken one you know once you have one guy figure it out then and it's easy you just know the cadence and how to do it and then He's you good. can do his voice like that you know <laughs> wait a minute don't you know. stop doing that though yes jay moore does it great no, but you you do it well stugatz does not do it well stugatz show him your christopher walken <laughs> You can, go like, you can go on like YouTube now and see like you know, the Asian version of uh, Christopher Walken or whatever the East Indian version. But I used to watch like you know before there were video recorders. I used to just take a cassette recorder and then you record you know old movies. You know before before cable TV. You know there was like you I'd record and I'd learn every voice on uh, Casablanca. You know which Ed would do a great many things last night and you said I would do the thinking from now on. But I've done a lot of thinking since and we both know that you belong with Richard. It's part of his work. It's a thing that keeps him going. If you don't get on the plane, you know, you'll regret it. And then the, all the voices, and then my favorite was Peter Lorre. You know, the, the fat man, I need to get the papers. The fat man, I'm scared, please. I need the papers. Save me, wait. Save me. So are- like, like, I want to talk like that guy, you know what I mean? Do God, do God, do you think we just nailed the 18 to 34 demo right there? Because that was amazing, but I don't think any of the people who would appreciate it are still alive. I know. There's about there's about eight people on Staten Island who told to get all those voices. Greg is one of them. You have absolutely uh, delighted Oliver Platt. Um, thank you, uh, Rob. We appreciate your time. Uh, uh, yeah. 
give my best to Oliver. I really hope he enjoys the special. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Anything else on the All way right, out you want to tell us about the special before you get out of here? Yeah, well, thank you. I know I just, you know, I, I want people to know that I'm a, you know, that I was a real stand-up and that's what I do and there's so many great ones out there and uh, I just want people to have a good laugh and, and forget all the crap that's going on in the world and there's no politics and just have a good one. You know what I mean? Have a good laugh with your family and I apologize for all the swear words and uh, and thanks you guys. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, thank you for being on. Are you urinating right now? Are you going? What I'm, uh, I'm hearing I'm, a, a bathroom of some sort. I'm making my I'm making my morning tea, baby. You gotta have it, baby, before the kids wake up and ruin everything. I'm gonna enjoy myself. You want to have tea with us tomorrow morning as well? Yeah, We'd we'll love talk to, to you tomorrow. We'll talk I'm to you in. tomorrow. All right, we'll talk to you. Tell me which voice you want from the 30s. All right, we'll All talk right. to you tomorrow. Have a good day, Rob Schneider, making copies, fully caffeinated and doing great. Sometimes he hits hit or miss in movies and being funny, but right there, that was comedic gold. Speaking of comedic gold, Hawk and Crowder weren't doing so much of the comedy for parts of the day-to-day. If there's a vaccine that's available in November or December and we can get the kids vaccinated, so we lost six months. Boo-hoo, we move on. College football getting very, very serious. Hawk and Crowder will tackle that in about five minutes from now here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Happy birthday to one of my all-time favorite musicians, Ben Gibbard, who is the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie. This is their song, and of course, this is him singing The Ghosts of Beverly Drive. Ben Gibbard, what a great musician. He just speaks to me. His voice, his music, his lyrics are unbelievable. In fact, when this whole COVID-19 outbreak started, every day he was doing a show from his home in Seattle, Washington. And you know who was watching every single day then. He went to doing it every week. It was just an absolute pleasure. You can still catch him on YouTube. Ben Gibbard, Death Cab for Cutie, 44 years young. Oh, man, those lyrics are killer. Hawk and Crowder, those are my dude dudes, too, but in a different way. We're buddies. We're friends. We work together. We hang out. Crowder and I hang out sometimes a little too much. Whew, makes for a rough next day. That's enough, though. Hawk and Crowder earlier today, they got a little bit serious because during their show, the Big Ten announced that they would be postponing football, so they really dive into that and kind of break it down. Also, what will the draft look like? Is it a right or wrong decision? To postpone football? Could be both, could be neither. Also, Hawk's got a big decision in his life tonight. The Marlins are the office. So here is the breaking news. If you're just joining the Hawkman and Crowder show. So from ESPN, the Big Ten has postponed its fall football season and will attempt to play in the spring. And then if you look at some other reports, Brett McMurphy, who... I believe we've had on 
the show before, right? He's part of the stadium network now. He says Big Ten becomes the first Power Five league to cancel the fall football season, sources told Stadium. First reported by Yahoo, now 41 of 130 FBS programs will not play in the fall pending a decision by the Pac-12 today. And everyone seems to believe that the uh, Pac-12 is going to follow the Big Ten's lead. Pete Thamel, who uh, covers college football for Yahoo, he says... Big Ten is announcing that fall is canceled. League will attempt to play in the spring. And uh, then Pete Thamel follows that up with, according to sources, one team was just informed of this in a team meeting. So uh, as Solana had mentioned earlier, it looks like the Big Ten teams are getting together now to get out in front of the news before it's officially released via press release by the Big Ten. And just to bring you up to speed on the story, so yesterday we thought it was a done deal. But then the Big Ten said, no, we have not taken a vote, and they were going to meet today. And so the Big Ten presidents and chancellors have been meeting today. And uh, it seems as we're going to get official word anytime soon that uh, Big Ten football will be postponed until spring, that there will be no fall season. And if the Pac-12 follows suit, that would leave what? The ACC and the SEC. Who am I missing there? ACC, SEC. Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12. Right. As the only three that that would remain. But still remains to be seen whether the ACC and SEC will will play. So that's uh, that's where we stand. We're standing there, and I just, uh, simple math now. I'm no mathematician. You start in August, you're going through the end of January with the national championship game. Hawk, that's six months. Mm-hmm. You start in February, you're going through June, July. The NFL drafts May 1st. I, like, just to say we're moving it back a couple months. Okay, yeah, yes, football, let's go. Let's have a plan. This had the dominoes that fall off this adjustment is going to be crazy for these seniors and juniors and whoever else think about going to the league or not going to the league. There's a lot of decisions that are going to be made now that the Pac-10, I mean, the Big Ten did this. This is going to have a domino effect on a lot of decisions that need to be made by a lot of schools and individuals. Yeah, I agree. I think for seniors, obviously, it's a whole different ballgame when it comes to those that are going to be entering the NFL draft because if the NFL wouldn't move their draft, the leagues then, the conferences then would have to wonder, okay, do we just play shortened seasons? Like, there, there's a lot. Essentially, what they're doing here is kicking the can down the road a little bit. Yes. Right? They're, they're yes. big, big 10 president. And, and look, I totally get it. While I'm telling you, I don't have a firm position on either side because I can see it from both ways. I totally get it. If I am a university president and I ask my medical advisor, can you guarantee me that if one of my students contracts the coronavirus, can you guarantee me there's not going to be long-term ill effects for that child, that student, that athlete? If my medical advisor says no, which they can't because no one knows there's been no long-term research because the virus hasn't been around that long. (laughs) So if I'm the university president, I can say, okay, the notion is that there's going to be a vaccine available maybe before the end of this calendar year. Why should I risk one guy on my watch having lifelong ill effects from something that I could have prevented if I did something that was painful? I cancel a football season. It's painful for a lot of people, not just the players. Yeah. But I got to do this. But my thought is, 
if there's a vaccine that's available in November or December and we can get the kids vaccinated so we lost six months, boo-hoo, we move on. You know, I see yes. it. I get it. I, I like how you said it, Hawk, and I, I love the phrase kicking the can down the road. We don't have to deal. We, we, were, we were dealing with it. Let's kick it about 100 yards and we can walk up on it slow until the next opportunity we have to make a decision on what to do with this can. That's what everybody's doing right. I don't I don't care if people admit it. I don't give a damn smart people, CDC. In my mind, Hawk, I think the entire world is doing that right now with COVID because we don't know what happens in what what happens 20, 30 years down the road. Hawk, you've, you've said it a couple times. Today. We don't know. There's no answer to that. So right. even the funny thing right now, we have to decide not even athletes, uh, Hawk, I don't know what what you're doing, you know, with your son. But right now we have options to send our kids to school or not. And one of the things I take into account is I believe my kids are healthy. And, you know, we had the, the pediatrician come over and they have no you know immune problems. But what if there is something? What if 20 years from now, COVID does mm-hmm. something to your lungs, your heart, your your kidneys, your liver, whatever it is? I have to make that decision as a father. Right. Now, put that forward to what you're talking about, Hawk. Those presidents have to make that decision for a hundred kids i have to make that decision for two kids right now and i'm not risking two kids so how can they decide to risk a hundred kids and i only have to answer for myself my family my child i don't have to answer for all these other families that i'm making a decision for so i get it and there's people texting in what about the flu the flu kills it listen the flu has a vaccine The flu has treatments and there's studies about long-term effects of the flu and there's really nothing like what we know about COVID. It's not an equivalent analogy to make. Once there are treatments and vaccines and the knowledge that there's not going to be long-term ill effects, you're dealing with a much more, you're dealing with a situation that is much more easy to make decisions about because you're not dealing with so much unknown. Again, I temper it all with this. I see both sides. I can understand and I could easily rationalize conferences deciding to play. I'm not telling you that I think the Big Ten is making the right decision. This is the decision they have made. Whether it's the right decision or not, we'll find out. Out there, especially the person, it made me think about how the person that brings up the flu and those, you know, those just barrel forward, no mask, those type people. Let me just ask you a hypothetical question. You get, you, you have the, you have the option to make football happen. They ask you, they ask you to run the NCAA, run these conferences, and you say yes, and you get football going. You have your TV deals. You make billions. You have billions of people happy because they can watch. And I, we talked about earlier about how the SEC is religion. On Saturday afternoons, it is it is like church in the, mm-hmm. the Bible Belt where, you know, George, I grew up in, UGA, Florida, all that little SEC school, that Bible Belt, it is a religion. You make billions of people happy having football. You make billions of dollars putting the game on, putting it on TV. The viewership's going up because people can't go to the games, maybe. Three kids die in the whole nation. Are you okay with that trade-off, Hawk? Because I can't pull, I can't say yes to that. I can't right. say and, and, okay. And, and, neither, and neither could I. And then what, what people will argue on the other side is, well, then, you know, raise the driver's license age to 18 because if you don't have 16 or 17 year olds driving you're going to save people's lives and and it's a faulty argument it's yeah. a super faulty argument but that's where people will go there are people that just want football and if there's collateral damage but it's not just football it's the economy i get it i get it i'm not like i'm not even saying i don't understand why people want it i want football 
I love I love football on Saturdays. Like I wanna I wanna watch it, but there's collateral we love damage. Football. We yes, love football. Yes. I'm not gonna yes. say a name because I don't want to <laughs> jinx anybody. Think of your favorite college players right now. Everybody out there, your favorite college player, let them pop them in your mind. Mine's a gator. I won't say his name. I don't need your name. Just your favorite college football player as we sit here today. Is it worth the season if he dies? Just just answer that question to yourself. If you're that far into football, Hawk, my life has been football. Yep. I, 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 I worked out since I was in middle school to make it to college, to make it to the league. As soon as I retired, I got on Sports Talk Radio, Dolphin pregame to talk. My life is based. My wealth is based. My kids eat off of football. I'm not willing to risk a kid's life to pull that trigger and say yes. And that's the decision that university presidents and chancellors are trying to make right now. Let's get headlines real quick here from Alejandro Sol- so beyond college football and the Big Ten news, the Heat, they did beat the Pacers 114-92 yesterday, guys. Big Damn win right. for the Miami Heat. Culture. They play the Thunder tomorrow, 8 p.m. start time in the bubble. The Marlins, they'll play the Blue Jays today. Game one of a two-game set versus the Blue Jays, 6.37 p.m. start time in Buffalo. We got to watch the Marlins, right? Well, they lost two games over the weekend, so I've lost a little bit of interest, but I'll be watching. games, Hawk? Two games? I'll be watching. It's very tough for me because Mondays and Tuesday nights, uh, Comedy Central plays The Office for four hours with commercials, (laughs) and I love watching The Office with commercials. It's a... uh, whole family fun night for me and i only your got to watch a couple hours like it, Hawk. Your they family hate it doesn't like but it I, don't but lie. they all, you know what they all say they hate it but then they sit there on the couch with me and they watch it and then every time a commercial comes on they go you're watching this live i go come on and monday tuesday night <laughs> oh dj's gonna beat you up in a couple years <laughs> no doubt the marlins are the office with commercials i guess on both of them Ooh, man well, I can tell you right now, the Marlins and Toronto have gotten underway. They're in the middle of the first. It is 0-0. Speaking of the Blue Jays, apparently a while back, their catcher was caught in a parking lot handling his baseball bat. It's illegal. Not just in Toronto. In Miami, too. Yeah, you get the euphemism. So recently, when they went to an opposing Stadium, I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta. This is what the organist played. Son. And on a night when the Braves would love, as you said, Jeff, some length out of their starter, he's thrown 28 pitches and he has one out to get in the third. Well, they think they'd love some length, but also <laughs> this kind of performance. If you didn't catch that, his walk up music was Beat It by Michael Jackson. Whew, that is some trolling right there. Oh, Getting back to, to Hawk and Crowder talking about college football and the Bible Belt, it's really hard to explain to someone that didn't grow up in somewhere like Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, how important and how much of your life is devoted to college and pro football. It is a religion. That's why it's so hard for the SEC to say, ah, we're not going to have a season because in that area, Growing up in New Orleans, oh my goodness, it's just life. It's just something you cannot do without. So if we have to do without, we have to do without. I understand, but whoo, man, there's going to be some tears in some beers if the SEC doesn't play this year. But always for the better good, we'll have to wait and see. Big Ten, Pac-12, they have postponed all their fall sports, including football. We will see. We will keep you posted here. 
Once again, we want you to stay safe, wear your mask, social distance. Here is an example of someone not doing that. I asked me to leave. Why would you say that to me? Why would you say that? If you had something to say to me, ma'am, why didn't you just talk to me? Because I don't have a face mask on. You just hit it. Bring me up, please, right now. Because I don't have a face mask on. You don't treat me with respect. Because I don't have... Is that what you're saying? Ma'am, I'm seriously... I have been minding my business. I think your manager told me that I needed a mask next time I came in here. That's all that was said to me. You approached me, and the very first thing you said to me was... If I refuse to leave, I'm in line to leave. And that came out of your mouth. Why? Because I don't have a mask on. You get to be rude and accuse me of doing something wrong. What's my total? I shouldn't even buy this crap. You're right. I don't have to. Karen's going crazy during this COVID 19. So everyone be cool, love each other, be safe. we need to get through this because it's driving me a little bit crazy but i keep my craziness to myself just keep your craziness to yourself you have to talk to someone about it talk to someone you know that absolutely loves you unconditionally because the things you're going to say probably going to be pretty 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 crazy remember you can always get a very pretty episode of this show the joe rose show dan levitard hawk and crowder anything you hear on 560 wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. If I'm talking too fast for you, not a problem. You can ask me a question nice and slow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, just D-A-N-D-A-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Earlier today, we were celebrating birthdays of great musicians, Ben Gibbard, Death Cab for Cutie. Absolutely love Ben Gibbard and Death Cab for Cutie. Also, drummer of the Ramones, Richie Ramone, he's 63. Craig Elo turned 59 today. I'll let that image just kind of pop in your head real quick. Whenever you think Craig Elo, you think Michael Jordan. Swish. Today was a swish of a show. Let's do it again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. I'm going to watch MLS's back tournament. Go Portland. I am Dan Day. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.